like <laughs> it made me work harder yeah because it's like oh now i just gotta find the recipe to make this consistent mm-hmm. and that's what i've been searching for now is all right how do I find the recipe to make this consistent? Get in new circles and stop talking to the same people exactly. who ain't never bought nothing from you in the first place. Exactly. And that's 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 where pretty much all this came from. It, it was that transition of like, all right, I need to grow more. So my art grew. Mm-hmm. My art grew as I grew. And so it turned into it turned in that's what it turned into. And it turned into rebranding, revamping. Clearing out everything, it's like, all right, we going back to the going back to the ground floor and building this back up because there's some things that need to be changed, and that that was one of those things where it was just like the pandemic was honestly probably a low point for me, mm-hmm. like it like like it was just like like I said, I never stopped working, but it was also one of the things where it was just like like life in general just didn't feel right like nothing felt right the artwork didn't feel right the the even at moments the relationship didn't feel right come like, on talk about it like so and her and i've had those discussions like bro like we were on the verge of breaking up plenty of times and it was all my fault listen yeah so come on accountability so it was all my fault so it was on the it was it was those things where it was just like yo but you know it just it it feels great to be in a better space mm-hmm. because I said this on a previous part, I was like when the pandemic hit, I was like, yo, everybody's turning to an artist. Everybody wants to paint all of a sudden. Honey. I was hot. Watercolors like, and all. <laughs> I was like I was like, man, I would go in Michaels and ain't no canvases up. I'm like, bruh. Because yeah. people had a space, right? Mm-hmm. To be creative. Yeah. People who were usually robotic. Yep. Oh my goodness! I get to have a moment yep. and do something creative, and I, and I don't even think it was um, that they wanted. Because at one point, I felt like now everybody wants to have a dance studio. Yep. But you know, I'm like, listen, that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was just one of the things where I realized I'm like, all right, cool. I just need to find. And it was, that's when the idea of like. It was some paint parties. That's where they were stealing them campuses. I was pissed. <laughs> and you know, I was even pissed at myself that I fell into it. You I fell was, into it? Yes, I tried to do it. The paint parties? I tried it. Oh, come on. You're a purist. How exactly. dare you sell out? And that's why it didn't work for me. That's exactly oh, why it didn't shit, work. Oh, cool. Listen, was, don't you start. I was pissed at myself because it was like. People were hitting me up. So, a friend of mine, she actually, shout out to Poe, she actually had a great business model that she did with her paint parties that I really loved. So, I stole it and tweaked it. <laughs> Listen, this is an honesty for me. I stole her business plan and then I tweaked it. I was like, all right, cool. That's all Madam CJ Walker had to say to that lady. Yeah. <laughs> I stole it and I tweaked it because you wouldn't let me in. That's it. So, it was like, like she was like I believe if I'm correct it's been a minute at this point but I believe she was like going to them and hosting paint parties at the crib and stuff mm-hmm. like that I was like cool I want to do that but I don't want to be at your house so I put together this whole package thing of like um uh, you buy the I'll provide you the canvases whatever uh, painting you want this that and the third I'll provide you the paint all that stuff 
and y'all have it at y'all crib. I like that. Yeah, and it was like, I don't have to be there. I don't have to teach you what to paint. Like, do paint what you feel. Yeah, just have fun. So it was that, and it was like I sold a couple units here and there, and then the only time I really went out, because the only reason I did, I thought it was really, really sweet, and it was really cute, and I had never done it before. This lady hit me up. She was like, "Yo, I want to have a gender reveal paint party with just me and my husband," and I was like, "That's sweet. Like, I'll do it." That was the only time I ever went out to somebody's like home or whatever. But it, yeah, I fell into it and I was mad at myself because I hated it every step of the way. Did you? Every step of the way. Because I was like, this isn't what I want to do. You don't like the way you flipped it either? No. Mm. Like, the business plan was cool because it was just like, but I'm like, it just, it didn't work for me. And I realized, like, I could have a bunch of ideas, but like, the way. I put it as like the way God tells me my ideas don't work aren't going to work in this moment mm-hmm. is when it doesn't move. Mm-hmm. When I'm just stuck. When I'm sitting on it. Listen, you know if more people were in tune with that, you know, um, I think people spend a lot of time attacking some attacking some things. You know, not all things. I'm not saying some stuff doesn't take, you know, time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we, if we're not in tune with God, so we spend a lot of time attacking stuff that was never meant for us. Yeah. But in our head, this is supposed to happen. But we never even ran it past the Father, you exactly. know? And then you'll get sad or depressed when it doesn't work, when it's like you weren't supposed to be doing that this wasn't in the first you. place. That's not what I assigned for you. Yeah. But it's one of them things where it's like, all right, cool. And that's why when I let it go, I wasn't bad about it. I was like, all right, cool. Just like murals your studio is the only studio I ever did a completed mural in it was great and I had so much fun doing it but that's when I realized it wasn't for me (laughs) 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 because that's when I realized like your place is the only place no there was one other place Um, my first mural I ever did was in Greenbrier Mall the store is no longer open and I was mad because they didn't tell me they were closed. I was mad when I found out they painted over. But it was in Greenbrier Mall. I don't even remember how I got the how I oh the dude found me on like Instagram, and uh, I did that in a your studio. That was what three years ago. Four. Four. Yeah. So it was like those were the only two completed, fully completed murals I ever done. Every other mural. In between that, there was always something that came up that stopped me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, uh, I had an opportunity to paint an entire youth center for a church. And I told them, I was like, um, like I even told them, I was like, instead of paying me directly with like this check from the supplies. I'll send you the invoice of how much the supplies cost, stuff like that. And so it was like, I'm 90% done. And then they're like, yeah, they're going to stop funding you. Uh, we're going to, they, they decided. And it wasn't the person who hired me. It wasn't her fault at all. It was people above her. Because mm-hmm. they were on her. Because I don't know if they didn't want to do it or something like that. But they ended up calling somebody in and got them paid over everything I was doing. Like another artist? Or just like a painter? I think just like a painter. Just came through. They wanted to go in a different direction? 
I don't know what they wanted to do. I didn't get any full details, but she was just like, yo, like, I don't, they're not, what, I guess what I was doing isn't what they wanted, even though when I presented it to them, it's exactly what they said they wanted, but it was just like, what? Yeah, so it was stuff like that, or I was supposed to do this, uh, supposed to paint a mural in this club in downtown Norfolk. And they were like, I showed them the idea. I sat down and talked with one of the owners, and they loved my idea. So I was like, all right, cool. So, because they were doing this thing where they wanted different artists to work on different sections of the club. And so I showed them my idea, and they're like, all right, bet. So I'm working on it. 90% done. They hit me up when I'm not there. And they're like, hey, how you feel about doing this and I'm like you mean in addition to what I'm already doing they're like nah start over like paint over what you did and start over and do this and I'm like once I got to the point where I'm sitting there negotiating with people and it's just like oh well you gonna have to like I'm sitting there telling them like well you gonna have to double my rate I'm gonna double my rate cause you want it done you want a specific thing done and whole bunch of other stuff and i'm just like bro i don't want to do this no more like it got to a point where it's like i don't want to do this anymore and because it just wasn't fun okay so i don't think it's the murals that you don't like doing i think you've had some bad experiences but also i just don't like doing murals it's both that the I listen, I respect that and I respect you, yeah. but I'm gonna need that mural this summer. <laughs> like I said, I I'm advanced more from where I was to now. So like with you, because it's you, I would have no problem doing it. Listen. Because it's you, I have no problem doing it. But if it's like, oh hey, you wanna commission you this But isn't it crazy how people um give creatives the runaround in so many different areas like i have yep. so many different stories and i can you know working with different organizations and different churches you know churches i'm gonna I'm keep it above you get the runaround churches church. are something else when it comes to being decisive um agreeing mm-hmm. to something and then switching up the the platform you tell somebody oh you have creative control then when it's not something do I have creative control or not because when me and you disagree on something am I still not in control or you know um, and those are the only bad experience I have but I hear a lot of creative especially in art and music that say people love a switch up yeah because it'll be it'll be like (laughs) you could be working on something for somebody and then they'll just get this bright idea at 2 a.m. and they'll text you or call you the next day and be like hey I had this idea and I'm like this doesn't fit anything we had originally put together and that's what people gotta understand we're creatives but once we start something unless it is self-inspired it's hard to switch gears yeah and if I gotta start over I just don't want to do it no more that's just me as a person really Uh, why do you like that when it comes to certain things if I have to start Certain things, not everything, certain things when it comes to, because specifically I would say with art, 
Um, because in my own personal artwork, when it's just my stuff, um, I, um, if I have to, like, I have, I have the idea. If I have to deviate from that, then I'm just not going to want to do this anymore. I'm just going to start something completely new that has nothing to do with what we talked about. And so it's like, um, but on a business aspect, like I've had, I've talked to or dealt with certain people where it's like, they want to go in a different direction. Okay, cool. I'll do it under these terms. Um, whether it's additional funding, Mm -hmm. whether it's, I do this on my time. You're on my time now. Um, because I had to change this whole plan on your time. Mm-hmm. This gets done on my time. Now. Right. So, you know, it's, it's different stuff like that, but with select things, it'll just be like, especially if it's for, for instance, if it's something I just didn't want to do anyway, but it's just easy money. Ooh. Like if you talk to any artist, any painter, they all commissions. A lot of artists hate commissions because they feel like they have license to do unlimited changes. Not even that. When you're doing commissions, you're not have to ninety percent of the time you're not painting what you want to paint. Like if I'm in a zone, a, a art zone where I'm creating like this series around you, right? And then somebody hits me and they're like, "Yo, can you paint a picture of 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 Kendrick Lamar for me?" I'm like, I don't want to do that. Or like. When Nipsey died. Oh, yeah. I got so sick of painting Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> I painted, I did two commissions for Nipsey, and I'm like, I'm done. Right. I'm not doing this again. Because all y'all want the same thing. Y'all want that same side profile picture. Yeah. With, and I'm just like, bro, leave me alone. Leave me alone. No, I'm not doing And it's like, because, and then also because of the fact that it was, I was in a different creative mindset. I was about to say, you're a true creative. All I hear yeah. is. Pierce and I'm not doing anything that does not inspire me at this stage of my life and yeah. I can dig it. I yeah. love a Pierce and I love um the fact that you stand ten toes. So everybody yeah. doesn't want to do commission work. Yeah. Um, because... I.e. me. I don't want you to tell me what song we're dancing to. Exactly. You tell me the event and I will gun run through my vision, run through my creative spaces, and find something that's befitting. But I don't like when people tell me not saying I mm-hmm. won't do it if it's like so you know, yeah. But I like to make something for you. Exactly. Like my um like person my old homie hit me the other day. Um he's like my artist mentor, my big brother when it with art. And me and him were chopping it up because I'm like, this series is done. I got like 13, 14 pieces in this series. It's done. Um and so I'm like, I think I'm going to start looking for some new stuff to do. And so he's like, I know you don't like people telling you what to paint. <laughs> <laughs> but you might want to listen to some people. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with the right people telling me what to paint. Mm-hmm. But when I get DMs or people coming up to me, oh, man, yo, you should paint... That Kendrick album, you should paint Kendrick. Drake, you should paint that Drake. And then send it to Drake. Unwarranted opinions. Like, as if this has never crossed my mind. Or as if this model is just for everybody. Or as if Drake looks at every single 
painting somebody tags him in. Also, do you, like how many t- how many t- how many DMs do you think Drake gets? Right from artists. You think he's looking at me? But also at the same time, if I'm going to be noticed, it's going to be on my terms. I'm not yeah. going to be hunting anybody because you know how much create how many creatives waste space. Even something as simple as Jasmine tag Cardi B in your videos when you do our song or dance to this song Cardi B just put up. Listen, I'm not in the. I am a purist. In the yes, form I'm of not, art, I'm I do not care about trends, fads, TikToks, yes, none of that. Like you're wanting me to hunt a celebrity now right, for right. my work, right? When it's like, why do I have to chase you down to buy to to not even probably buy it from me? And I'm like, okay, oh, you took a picture with me with my art. That ain't mm-hmm. gonna sell it. Yeah. Like, there's one person I follow. Her name is Whitney Austin. She's an amazing artist out of North Carolina, I believe. Um, her commissions aren't even commissions, and she's where I'm striving to get to. Mm-hmm. Where she, what I, what I create is what I sell. I'm not creating what you want me to make. What I create is what my collectors want to buy. Right, because they're buying into Julian Haskins, the artist. They're not, you know, commission pieces are cool, but I think commission only works if that's your goal. Because I know, I know, I know certain artists that it's like, if you just here for the hustle. That's what I'm about to say. It only works for the funds. I will only do commission pieces if money works. Easy money. Yeah, like that's what I was trying to say, but I didn't want to make it sound like. Commission pieces are easy. Like I've taken plenty of commissions where I'm just like, bro, run that check. I could use five, six hundred bucks right now. Why? All right, cool. Y'all do it. And but you have to be in the uh, a space where you need that, and the point is to not be in the space where you need that as you evolve in the art. Cause I gave one dude his money back. I gave one you dude. You didn't want to do it. I gave I. I remember the day I did it. Brandy was with me. I remember. I cashed up that man nine hundred bucks back. Cause I required fifty percent up front. So I was eighteen hundred dollars. I was finna make. I didn't want to paint what he wanted. But I said, bro, I'm gonna send you your money back. I cashed up him nine hundred bucks back. And I'm just like. Dang, I could have used that money. But also, mm-hmm. it's like that's that moment specifically when I sent that man his money back was the moment I realized I'm like, if I'm not in the right mental mind state to work on this, I'm not gonna do it. This is what I'm saying, and we have to have those boundaries. I think artists yes. lack boundaries. Artists lack boundaries. Artists lack boundaries, <laughs> and it's something that we need to mm-hmm. put in place. And I think it it comes from a lot of I would say a lot of some of us some of us may not have the the mentorship when we first come into something. Oh no, none of us usually exactly. have the mentorship. We're so fighting. Like, exactly. We're so teaching ourselves. Like you forget to evolve. Not I wouldn't say evolve, but you forget to flip that switch when it comes to like. When you first come in, when you first come into whatever your creative space is, you're saying yes to everything. Absolutely, because of exposure, exactly, um, clientele, and then people. Sometimes you forget that it's like you you get to a certain point where it's like, wait, I don't have to say yes to this. Woo! That that's where I am now. Yes, that's where that's I'm where at. I am now. I've I don't have to do this, and um, you know, I tell people all the time. 
I have a man who works. <laughs> Money doesn't move me. I'm not. Exactly. Um, I, I have a savings account. Yeah. Money is not um, my primary inspiration. It's not a yeah. really. It's not a source of inspiration for me at all because time exactly. is the new currency for me. Yeah, exactly. time. That, that that that's something I can't get back, and I'm learning that I had to learn that the hard way the last eight years. Like, yeah. I'm exhausted at the end of a dance season because I didn't do things on my terms. Yeah, and I'm in the space now, and the pandemic, and then transitioning whether it was from like transitioning between jobs and then like moving and stuff like that, forced me to change my 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 schedule on things mm -hmm. or how I put things together mm -hmm. because I used to be at night out yeah. uh, be work all day we definitely part of the late Twitter game yeah so I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'd be up till 2-3 I used to be up till 2-3 o'clock in the morning painting but then it turned into wait a minute hold up I'm in a relationship now my spouse needs my attention as well okay hold on can't be and then she's like yo you can't be up till two o'clock in the morning, though. You got to be to work at seven. Mm -hmm. Like, that's bad for your health. So I'm like, I don't believe you, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely is, bro. We're old yeah. now. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, cool. But then I got a new job. I work six a.m. So I'm like, I got to be up at five. So I'm like, ooh, I got to be in the bed. Mm -hmm. I can't go to bed at two o'clock. Sleep is part of the biggest yeah. um, fitness downfall all of yes. us do not sleep properly like you can't function if you don't sleep no you can't so i will say this on every pod diddy ruined my life um <laughs> who diddy oh shit. that diddy, you know you know diddy, diddy. <laughs> <laughs> i'll never forget that date that video when diddy was like i'm working non-stop team no sleep 24 hours a day take i ain't got it in me ain't nothing i can't do that that but anyway that um shit, you better stop fucking with diddy man <laughs> but any but like with then it was like all right cool then like once i hit 30 i was like wait life is a little bit different now absolutely life a little bit different it's so it's like it's a little different you got to move a little slower yeah so it was just like all right now but then i learned how to maximize my time there it is there's the whole that's the whole gimme gotcha Scheduling, planning, yep. budgeting for my people out there who seem to still can't get that right. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm still working on it. Budgeting mm -hmm. as well as scheduling. You have got, to, I'm a stickler on planning and budgeting. Yeah. Now, scheduling, I can fall short in that area for sure. I'm, I'm a stickler on scheduling and planning. I'm very specific about my time. Like, I like to be early to places or specifically on time. If you are early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Okay, um, Doctor Lee. We I, I, I hate that because that's that's so not me. The only thing I can seem to be on time for, where I'm absolutely on time, and it's not um in a it's it's disrespectful. The action of me being late is disrespectful, but I'm not defending my disrespectfulness. I know I need to get it together, but the only thing I can seem to be on time for is dance class. You're on time for what you love, so. <laughs> but um, but I learned to. Especially like I'm like all right during my work week, it's like all right I work this time to this time. I learned this is um, one thing a therapist told me. It was like yo you need to take like an hour to yourself where you don't do anything, just relax. That never works for me. Why not? I learned to do it right after work. That's my decompression time. Okay. So what I started doing, um, 
I go to the gym. I got a gym out here. And so I'm like, I'll go to the gym, put my headphones in, and I'm by myself for an hour. I got an hour to myself. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm shoot, playing PlayStation, go to the gym, might go hoop or something. Like, I have an hour to myself. And it works because her and I are on different schedules. So she's still at work. So I literally am by myself. And then it's like, all right, cool. By the time I'm done with that, take my shower, do whatever I got to do. Then it's her and I time. She's off work. Cool, we do our thing. I make dinner. I cook dinner. Boom, boom, boom. We spend time together. Boom. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's say it's like 8 o'clock. All right, bet. Mm, I need two hours. From 8 to 10, I'm maximizing my time. Whether it's editing this podcast, whether it's working on a painting, mm-hmm. I maximize what I can do right. in a small amount of time. Where it's like, normally it'll take me three to four weeks to knock out a painting. It's like, all right, cool. If I do this right, I can knock this out in a week. And then I can take my time on my off days and do what I just want to do or whatever. But I learned how to maximize my time and make the most out of what I'm doing in a smaller amount of time. So that's been like the best benefit for me. And then also, I never would have thought in 30 years of living, I'd be in bed by 1030 at night. Oh, child, please. That is luxury. Okay. That is luxury living right there. That is disgusting. A 1030 bedtime. Ooh, I crave. (laughs) Like, what? But I picked this work schedule because I wanted to get off earlier in the day. Getting off earlier in the day is highly underrated. People need to jump on that wave. Yes. Just get up. That's it. At, at this point, I'm used to getting up at five. Yeah, it's no problem for me to get up at five, except and for when it gets winter time. You still get up when it's dark outside at five. Mm-hmm. See, that's the gimme gotcha for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the that's the benefit of working from home, also. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, but still, like, also, like, I was doing some like research on some stuff of like, yo, like, it's good to not rush in the mornings. It absolutely is. Because you get time to literally just prepare. You know, like those days where you don't necessarily have anywhere to be, but you have stuff you want to get done. Mm-hmm. Those are good days because you wake up, you you hell, you fix breakfast. Exactly. A big one. Because mm-hmm. you just have the time to do so. Exactly. So I'm like, I don't have to be to work till 6, but I'm going to get up between 5, 5.15. And I'm like, even if I get up at 5.30, that means I got 25 minutes to just relax just get myself together because you're a chaotic mess going into whatever you're doing first yeah, thing in you the morning just waking up I uh, absolutely agree with you and that is one thing I said I was going to start doing just putting myself on a better sleep schedule you have to wake up by here yep. this is your get up time regardless of whether you're going to commit to doing anything in it you have to get up here mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying um, and you have to have time because the problem is you're going you're waking up y'all you don't even give yourself time to you know adjust nope you wake up you go yep. i don't like that exactly and that's how you and then also too that's how it turned into realizing like that's how it's kind of turned into like a zombie because it was just like mm. I, I was just like up and i'm like all right i'm here turn on computer you're not even engaged at all and then also looking at a computer screen at six o'clock in the morning when you ain't fully awake it's okay. a scary situation <laughs> but but also too it made me realize and it it's honestly helping kind of better my relationship mm-hmm. realizing because i found myself getting into a routine mm-hmm. where it's like all right 
work uh like work gym dinner good night and then it's like wait a minute I you didn't a- cuddle oh yeah, yeah do that but <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it's also it's like you start feeling kind of detached from reality you feel detached from reality nothing has any spontaneity or spark exactly it's, it's a very dangerous cycle to be in yeah and I appreciate the fact that she kind of pulled me back in before it got too far she was like hey that's how people drift apart yeah uh, I'm, I'm thankful for women in general yeah you should be because it seems like your game has stepped up so much being attached to a black one yeah a good I, black one i promise you i would not be here if it wasn't <laughs> i would not literally this podcast probably wouldn't exist i'm impressed i'm i'm trying to tell you i mean Thank you. it's definitely an upgrade you Thank you. Like, if anything, like, I, yeah, I don't know where I'd be at, but, but. It, Note it, to everybody listening. Yes. You need a good woman on your team. Yes. Do not trust men who believe they can navigate through life by themselves. Man, it's, it's a rough life. It ain't for everybody. Like, not relationship life, but like life in general. Ain't for everybody to be maneuvering by themselves. No, it's. it's I don't think it's for anybody to be maneuvering it, by themselves. It's good to have a team. People need people. Barbara Streisand, Funny Girl, nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> yes. So it's like it was one of the things where she was like, she pulled me back in before it got too far. She was like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, we ain't done this in a while. Like, wait, like we we sat down and just chill for a second. Like, let's. Is there any moment where you initiate that conversation on to um, her? Mine's probably wouldn't my mine wouldn't be through conversation. It'll just be through action. Like I might just do something different. Like okay, yeah. But like for her, she'll be like, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Because like I could tell mm-hmm. any dude knows when a girl is upset about something. Because initially they won't tell you what's wrong, and then they'll give you short answers. Me. See, <laughs> <laughs> what you trying to say? And 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 then it turns into you know, then they'll tell you. And so it's like it's just like, well, babe, we ain't done this. Like we, ain't. and I'm just like, not the cry voice. Why you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's one of the things where I'm like, and niggas, you got to put your ego to the side for a sec, because then it's like, wait, hmm, you're right, like. I'd have dropped the ball for a second. I'd have got caught up in a routine. And, yeah. And it's like, wait, oh, your work routine and your life routine are two different things. You mm-hmm. got to separate them things. And you got to learn to adjust your life routine. You're, I feel like your life routine should be fluctuating. should be always, always adjusting. Where it's like your, your work routine is going to be your work routine. But like your life routine should always be fluctuating because you always want to feel that you want to have that spontaneity like you want to have like you don't want to feel like you're being dragged in a relationship Mm -hmm. so that's where it was at for me and i'm just like whoo okay cool what's your creative goal for the next five years um because of the space that I'm in, I'm in a space, a real creative space right now, but more in a business creative space. Mm. So like I'm like I said, like I said, I I did like a total like rebrand, revamp thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really pushed too much out yet, 
Like I've been I haven't been super heavy on social media. Like I watch everything, but I don't I don't really push I haven't posted too much, but like I'm I'm in a space where I'm trying to really create different branches of things. So like the umbrella itself is gonna be Jay Haskins Studios. So like I moved away from creative culture because certain some people they confuse the brand with the person and I'm like wait I was like me I'm separate from the brand but then also it got to the point where I got tired of explaining it and what do you mean they confuse the brand I would literally be introduced as creative culture I'm like my name's Julian (laughs) (laughs) they'd be like oh we got creative culture in the building my name is Julian I dead ass had somebody Miss Faithful Forks excuse me I'm like oh Jazz yeah like my name is Julian so I was like I was watching (laughs) I forgot what I was watching but this dude was talking and he was like yeah he's like I'm working on stuff but I want to do more things with my actual name because I have a very unique name and he was like I want to build something with that and I'm like huh maybe I should do the same thing so it turned into alright let's actually use my name and so I was like alright cool Jay Haskins Studios for me studios incorporates multiple things Absolutely. So the art is always going to be the foundation of all this for me. The art's the foundation. The podcast, we see how this goes so far. It's been great. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's another branch. I'm working on something now with my brother that he does has so far been very oblivious to, which is great because I've been my brother. He's a cook, chef, mm-hmm. and he's I've been trying to work with him for years. And all they are, Jay. Yeah except for my dad thank you um selfish um (laughs) (laughs) he did it on purpose um so my brother is a chef and he's been trying to i'm like i've been trying to work with him for years i'm like i want to find a way to incorporate your food my art and so i'm putting something together this year and him and I are going to be working together. That's dope. And so I'm like, and I, I just literally want to do it. And it's going to be a test run. And like for him, I wanted to show him like, yo, all right, cool. You see how good, see how this worked? Let's do this. Like we can actually do this. Where And, you know, on some like, yo, we can do like pop up dinners and stuff like that. Or, you know, run certain things and all that stuff. And I'm just like, all right, cool. So I'm like, all right, cool. That'll be another branch. So that's three branches already. And I'm like, all right, cool. Merchandising. That may be four. I'm still deciding if I love it or not. Like, I got some stuff that I'm working on, some ideas and stuff. But I haven't really... I haven't felt that that pull towards that. Like, I had then everything take your else. Time. And that's what I I've think, been doing. I think um, once you reach a certain stage in life as a creative... You're going to have to focus on what drives you and pulls your attention. Yeah. And for me, like, the fashion side hasn't really been it. Like, it's been something I've experimented with and have been experimenting with. Uh, like, I got some new stuff over there. But, mm-hmm. like, it's it's still not... I don't have that same urgency towards it like I have everything else. Yeah. So, it's just not been my focus right now. Where it's like, 
all right, cool. I'll get to it when I get to it. Like, I don't have to do anything with so it. So, for me, that's content. This whole thing where you have to push content on social media, that is a something I do not feel bled to, pulled to. Mm-hmm. It is a force for me to produce content. I was thinking about that today because, like, so, like, social media in general has been bothering me because, like, like I was scrolling through Instagram. And I'm like, all these social media platforms look the same at this point. Because Twitter is the only on, one that can say. The, Twitter and maybe and Twitter and TikTok are like the number one and number two apps right now. Facebook, Instagram, like they look the like it's all ads. Mm-hmm. It's all ads, and I'm like, bro, these like social media used to be fun. It really did. Before you Twitter started. was always my favorite. Yes. I uh, Twitter was always my favorite. I um Twitter I used to get in um early I used to say Twitter. trouble, but I used to um early. I used to stare up some stuff on Twitter. Early Twitter days before people were before you could get canceled for yeah. stuff. When yeah. when everyone oh was on the same gosh. Twitter pre cancel culture it was great. What a time to be alive. Team Insomnia. Man. Like let me tell you something. Twitter we started Tumblr. Dark. Tumblr. Tumblr was my thing. Tumblr. Those MySpace. are Tumblr, Twitter. Those are my two favorite social media apps of all time. Yeah. I can do without everything else. Yeah, mine was MySpace and Twitter. But I just and don't like, have that content, Gene. I wanna. I don't either. I don't. I. I would rather ex- you experience me. I'd rather connection than so content. Man, like and and I'm like, also too. Sometimes it's just like. And because of the way I'm built, it's like when it comes to certain things, especially when I'm in a creative mode, I'm very impatient. Mm. So it's like I don't have time to wait for somebody to create something for me. So I'm just gonna do it myself. And then it turns into, bro, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't want to have to do everything. And I'm like, that's all a lot of this social media stuff has turned into is your best ads everything is what's your best ad i'm like look bro i paint like i don't (laughs) i would rather and my artwork looks way better in person you know what though (laughs) i can see connection making a comeback where people want to experience people and not just view people and what they do i want people to experience what i do and not just view it from clips pieced together or go to my instagram experience i mean yeah. i'm not saying viewing doesn't have its place in yeah. business but i feel like it shouldn't be the only thing i, th- I feel like it shouldn't be the only thing i like, feel like if you I should could, try stuff yeah, the bible like, says try the spirit by the spirit exactly Shh, and i'm like if i could afford to have someone like record and create us stuff oh my I'd god listen, if i could payroll a content creator for sure because i yeah. hate it i don't like also too it's just something where it's like bro i don't have the time Right. When I do have free time, I do not want to sit there piecing together clips yeah. and videos. A lot of these content creators, that's their job. That's what yeah. they do. Like, bro, I don't do I don't have time. I never even thought about it like that. This is their full time job. Yeah. I was Brittany was showing me something the other day. This lady, she was like, um, talking about she was like, Yo, I don't really have much free time because all I do is make TikToks. Mm. And I'm like, bro, they get paid off this stuff. Like I was watching a video earlier. This dude was like, Yo, I made two videos and paid my mortgage. Yeah, he was like two videos of me talking about a specific the uh, some basketball player. He was like I made two videos. He was like, bro, this, this, these videos pay my these two videos pay my mortgage. And I'm like, 
that's their jobs. Like, yeah. and I'm like, that's that's where I want to get to. Where I'm like, this is my job. That's it. I was just and, about to ask you, how long do you think before you're full time artist? I stopped putting a timeline on it. Okay. I stopped because at first it was first it was five years, and then I started doing everything. I started working on stuff, and then I realized it wouldn't happen in five years, just based off of the simple fact of how long it how long it takes to create or even put certain things together. For me, like it could take me upwards of a year to put a show together. Because I'm doing everything myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, cool. Like, the five year thing went out. Then I was like, ooh, maybe 10 years. And then I'm just like, I'm like, let's just not put a, a, a cap on it. Because I'm like, I just want, I don't want to create my art focused on the goal of like, 10 years because then once 10 years happens and then ain't what I do full time then I'm gonna be sad then I'm gonna be like I don't even know I mean I think it's okay I get what you're saying about the non-time limits but I do think it's okay to put time limits on stuff oh for sure like I'm yeah I just for me that looks like I don't know I don't know like I just stopped kind of putting a li- I wouldn't even say a limit just like a time frame on it of like because I, I, I guess we're just flowing yeah that's literally it. it's like I don't care how long or whether I even end up at some level of whatever it is I want to be right as long as I get to do it yeah as long as I get to do it I don't care that's refreshing yeah I'm like I don't care if I finally get on at 50. I'm like, all right, cool. It was listen, right. listen, I'm with you. Because you were there when I... <laughs> yeah. You remember the day I got up and walked out of QVC? I was like, okay, I'll see you later. But I yep. never came back. <laughs> Yo, y'all, we used to work together. <laughs> Them QVC days. And he put me in so many awkward positions that and I situations. Had, and I, I'm like, I, I knew Julian. About. I'm just in there minding my business. Julian, you need to um, come sit beside me, Julian. <laughs> People, uh, all I'm going to say is people sending texts to her, telling her to spy on me, even though I do nothing about it. I'm but, like, you know, oh my gosh, we're not even on the same floor right now. This ain't minding my business. It was beautiful. That was a great job. I tell people times. all the time that QVC is a great, was a great place to work. I, if it was something that that's all I had to do, absolutely. I, I thoroughly disagree with that. What? <laughs> you didn't like it? You didn't like taking the orders and the Christmas show? So, like, it was super... The job itself... I'll say this. The job itself was super easy. Yeah. It's it's just super repetitive. But also, like... The people I worked with was fun. I will say that. The people I worked with were super fun. Some wild people. Yep. (laughs) But... I would say... How do I say this without getting in trouble? Younger single me would have enjoyed QVC. Because, you know, when I was working, I wasn't single. I was dog. Anyway, yeah. I'm... yeah. <laughs> but during that time, 
you might as well have been there was a lot of offers oh, during that time were they because like well you know like i was one of maybe like no i don't know i wasn't no, no. getting offers <laughs> <laughs> no but you know the fact that it was like i was one of maybe like four or five guys yes in you the were building in the building that wasn't gay and it was definitely about 65 women a shift i'm not saying period a shift yeah. and they all talking to my mama because my mama worked there too they were all coming to her is that your son i'm like lord and I'm just all like, I'm saying is Julian never had to bring his own lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. I stayed out of trouble though. I stayed out of trouble. You fought hard. It was a hard fight. I literally. I've never seen. We used to have this little chat at QVC where you could chat on the computer screen. Man. Like one night I was sitting beside him. I was like, "What is that noise? That's his chat binging, binging, binging." I literally had. I told Brady about this. I was like, I literally had one girl. I wouldn't even say girl. She was a grown woman. Um, I'm not even going to say her name. But um, I literally had one woman come up to me. I was sitting by myself at lunch, minding my business. She comes up to me and she was like, she said, hey, Joy, son. I said, hey, I'm Julian. She introduced herself and I told her, we were just shopping or whatever. She starts eating or whatever. She was like, I was like, yeah, we were talking. I'm like, yeah, I'm in a relationship with her. Because she asked me. She was like, you should leave her. I'm like, excuse me? She was like, yeah. You need someone like me. Was this a prophecy? Or? In retrospect, it was. (laughs) In retrospect, it was. Because I'm like, yeah, you were right. I was with the wrong person. Man. But where my life is today, I don't think you were the right person. Shit, heartbreak hotel, honey. Man, so it was one of the things where I'm like, ooh, you might have been telling me something without telling me something. Telling you something without listen. You know how many times in life people have told me something without telling me something. Yep. And that's why, like, cause like, I had one girl there. She was one. She told me, she was like, "Why are you marrying this girl?" Cause I got engaged when I was there. So we never talked about this, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if you want to do it live. So just don't blink care. at me if you don't want to do this. I don't live. care. I've I've had this conversation, so I'm with it. Cause you know when it happened, I think I just <laughs> I just was devastated for. It. I just I just stared clear of ever asking you about <laughs> it because I'm like, yo, this is not. It's it's never gonna be the time to ask about this. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? I want to know why. All right. So it's very simple. And so. Remember, so I had my surgery in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I even told Brittany knows this too, but like, she was the only person that was she, that was like kind of the moment that I felt it clicked for me right then and there. Because at that point, we had been together two years, maybe, mm-hmm. or coming up, and. I wake up um, from the surgery or whatever. She's the only person there. She's the only person that stayed with me. I was in the hospital for a week. She never left. The Everyone in the hospital was calling her my wife. Like, they knew her. They were calling her Miss Haskins. And they didn't even know who my mama was. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... I think she was incredibly dependable and a loyal yeah. girl. I and don't think she was a bad person. Yeah, and so it was... And that, that was kind of the... 
the culminating event of like okay okay that's that's it this is what we're doing yeah and so it was like it felt right i didn't even take into account that i'm like bro you're like 23 like what are you doing yeah i didn't i didn't see that i mean i wasn't the person to tell you that because here i am 23 man (laughs) so it was like i didn't see that then it was also and that's why i'm glad it didn't work out because i didn't realize at that moment how isolated i was from a lot of people y'all niggas didn't see me no we didn't y'all saw me at church and that was it we saw you when it was the family mm-hmm. but even then after a while you fell off yeah it was like because y'all were building and then accounting <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> oh man i apologize y'all that's my dog he think he a tough guy but he ain't no threat but um but yeah so it was that and it was my homies even told me afterwards and i love them forever for this they were like bro we missed you like you weren't the same guy that you are now it was like you were totally different julian and I equate I equated our relationship to um, think like a man. Okay. I was Michael Ely. She was Taraji. Yikers. Yeah, where it's like it was all business with her. Oh damn it, Julian! <laughs> no, I, uh, it was no because it was like I'll tell you exactly why because and this is the day I almost cussed her out too. And you know I don't cuss. Right. So, like, I started art with her. Like, that's I started art in 2014. So, she was like, I didn't think this was, like, something you'd take seriously. I thought this was a hobby for you. Right. And that's when I checked out. Now, that was the great divide, because I yeah. do remember a conversation or two, you know... Where it's like he, this isn't going to make money. He needs a job. Yeah, and it was one thing, but also too, I will not, I will never not say that part of it was not my fault of why things didn't oh, work no, no, out. Oh no, absolutely. Um, I got super lazy, super lazy, because I, and I wouldn't even say super lazy. I got super comfortable. Yes, she did. I got super comfortable. It's like we go out. Oh, you paying? Cool. I don't even reach for my wallet. Or she'll slide her card. She'll slide her card in my pocket before we get into the restaurant. It's the honesty for me. Come on, oh, black yeah. man. Yeah. And like, it 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 was. I got way way too comfortable, and it, it was, was just, almost that she nurtured that though. Yeah. So then it was one of them things. Then, then it just got toxic at the end. Um, and it was crazy. My. My first ever car accident happened with her. And that's when the relationship really ended. Mm. I ended up hitting her car with my car. Didn't know it was her until I got out the car. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we used to work together. So, like, and I never used to see her on the way to work. And so, we're on our way. We used to work at Town Center, Virginia Mm -hmm. Beach. And traffic where I getting off the interstate was crazy and so like one person wouldn't let me over I couldn't slow down because there was people in front of me or people behind me 
And like I said, I couldn't get over, so I speed up a little bit to get in front of the car that wouldn't let me over. I get over, traffic in front of me stops. I don't. Wow. I rear end her. Oh my God. Didn't know it was her. And then I'm looking at the truck and I'm like, God, please don't let this be who I think it is. Please do not. Because it got to the point, by that point, it got to the point in the relationship. Like, we'd go two, three days without talking. And I'm cool. I'm functioning. I'm moving. I'm going. And it's like, I don't think about it. And having hindsight, that's when I should have known it was over. When we were going days without talking to each other. And I'm happy. Like, I was happy. And after the whole accident, um, my car got totaled. Hers was fine. Um, yeah. Long story short, <laughs> she dropped me off in front of my crib and was like, yeah, we're not on the same page. I can't do this no more. We can't do this. This ain't going to work. I love you, but nah. That was when we broke up. And that's when I was like, that's when I started wild. But <laughs> we can talk about that all the time. Yeah, we'll save that off record because but, uh, you were wild. But, but uh, I understood it. Yeah. And I don't know. I almost feel like I had to choose sides. But then it was, it was crazy because like. Until a lot, certain people felt like they did too, but then certain people were like, "Nah, we got your side." I mean, and then yeah, like, it was never a side. I mean, yeah, it was never a side that it was never a moment where I wasn't going to choose you. But yeah, but it was one of them things too. But then when when the great divide happened, yeah, between. Mm-hmm another person in my family and mm-hmm. their significant other and then my ex and their ex still were friends that's when it was like everything got solidified it was like yeah that was the ice oh cake. yeah like i had people that was telling me like yo when when we see her it's on site and i'm because like, we thought you know we well i always assumed me and my camp um mm-hmm. R and M. Mm-hmm. We assume that once the initial divide happened, everybody went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. But when we found out that they connected, were still connected, we well, were like, "What?" Oh, and it and it was. I had suspicions, and, I, and nothing was ever confirmed. But I had suspicions, and then other people were coming to me with suspicions as well. Was like. Were those two together mm-hmm. at some point? And I'm like, when I thought about it, I'm like, I actually wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put it past either one of them. Really? I wouldn't put it past them. Really? Yep. And they're still friends to this day. They still friends to this day. But yeah, I wouldn't put. I would not put it past either one of them that at some point after her and I broke up, they hooked up. Because she told me at one point, anyway, she was like, yo, in the relationship, she told me at one point, she was like, I thought about cheating on you. And I'm like, hmm. If I connected the dots, I could at least narrow it down to about three people. Mm. Yeah. That's so. terrible. Yep. But anyway, um, 
<laughs> to transition to your other businesses. Mm-hmm. When did when did Jay Styles happen? When did when did the when did the hairstylist happen? Okay, this is business number two. Um, mm-hmm. I started J Styles Natural Hair Products and Services. Um, I started that in two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, September of twenty nineteen. One of my dance moms was opening a salon. It was a conversation over a dinner at Red Lobster, and maybe. Two months later, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to open up this line. I, you want to work at it? And I'm like, wait, we was just talking over biscuits. You're actually doing this? And she was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I started doing hair. I had done hair, been in hair for a long time. And I um, always had a very deep, deep, deep passion for locks and natural hair. Mm-hmm. So that was birthed. Um, a year later, I opened the... Um, Due to the pandemic, I always knew I had a thing for natural products, your scrubs, your exfoliants, your mm-hmm. butters, your creams, your um, natural oils, your essential oils. I always had a niche for all of these things. So what I did was I started my own skincare lines featuring body butters, scrubs, hair oils, all of those things that came that was birthed in the pandemic that but it wasn't birthed like one of those things like we were talking about previously trying to oh if you ain't start a business in this yeah. pandemic here we no it was it birthed because it was something i always wanted to do and i finally had the time yeah and by the time i mean the two weeks that i spent not doing dance because mm-hmm. I had to get back in the studio to keep it open. Yeah. But for two weeks, I was off like everybody else, confused, wondering what was our next step. And that third part of Jay Styles was birth. She had she was trapping out departments, y'all. <laughs> she was trapping out departments. We yeah. was getting it how we lived, yeah, we dog. Had locked. She had me in the apartments, goddamn. Oh my <laughs> gosh! No, we really were. Jesus Christ! I forget uh-huh. you used to have locks. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. Well, I mean, you see, I'm growing my hair back. That was a look for you. I don't know why you why you destroyed my locks. <laughs> I felt like all right. There's an actual reason why I initially cut them in the first place. Why? So I feel like I feel like, especially my hair that like held a lot of energy, mm-hmm. and it was it got to the point where it was holding more negative energy. Than positive. Oh, you ain't cut that goddamn beard then. This just grew back. <laughs> <laughs> this just grew back. This just grew back. I cut all of it. I had, I, everything was low. So, yeah, that's why I initially cut them. Then I tried it again, and it was just like, at the time, I couldn't afford to get a retwist. So I was just like, yeah, forget this. I'm getting a fade. Right. So. But yeah, she man, she had me sitting on that apartment floor. Nice apartment though, for sure. Uh, but she done upgraded now. You know, they got a house now. Stop. They got a house now. Stop it. A, I'm sorry, they have a home now. Oh, stop. They have it. a home now. I can't wait to pull up. Oh, I definitely. We can't lit. wait to pull up for the function. Oh, it's lit. It's I gonna be wait. plenty of functions this summer. I can't wait. And so. And like, I don't even know. Like, it's just dope to see like 
Like, even just you and Perk, because I've been trying to get Perk on the pod, and y'all heard him earlier, but he's been ducking me. Um, no excuses. He was literally the first person I asked to be on this pod. Oh. Months ago, I asked him. We're going to have to get him mm-hmm. more social. He's a little nervous. Yeah, I'm like, bro. <laughs> like, like he doesn't understand. I'm like, bro, you influence how I paint. Really? Yes. The style I paint. He... So initially, now that I'm looking at this picture again. That they is giving him a little bit. So like initially, I learned this style in high school, and where it's like a stencil, looks like it's like a regular outline, mm-hmm. like that piece over there. I used to just paint the black, the black outline. Yes, that was my pieces, and like after high school, I stopped painting, and so in 2014 when I picked up painting again, Perk came to the crib. And he's sitting there on his laptop and he was sitting there showing me how to do this because I forgot. Because there was like four or five years between high school and me learning to do this again. Right. So he's the one that showed me how to do this again. And then I just perfected my style from there. I just grew my style from there. But he's the one that originally showed me how to do this. He's the one that made the flyer for my first show ever. Wow. That was the show that was in the gym? Yeah. That was you know that was a great show. That's my favorite. I think we were pushing to the wrong audience, but that was oh, a for sure. great show. That was show. the only audience I knew at the time. Right. But yeah. That oh my gosh. And I just want you to know, number one, I've never heard that story. Neither one of y'all have ever told me that. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, he uh he made the first flyer for the show. I still I have it somewhere in here because I said I was gonna um like frame Mm-hmm. All the flyers from my show. Oh, you know, I did that for my dance studio because he's O'Brien Graphics, everybody. Yes, and he's I'm trying the best to get him in up the business. And, he's me. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, stop acting like you're not great. Like, he really is. It bothers me because I've been on him for years, years about this. Like, bro, stop that. Like, you know, because you're married to the man. Like, he's a very introverted type person. Very introverted extrovert yeah that's the thing we, when we he's swear. around when he's around the people he comfortable with he different right um i'm extroverted one on one yeah but in groups of people i'm introverted he's extroverted in groups of people mm-hmm. and one on one he's introverted yes and so it's like it's like bro like you're the reason i one became part of the media ministry mm. Cause it was just you and a camera, and I'm like, "Oh man, I get to hang with my homie. Let me let me do this with you." Cause I don't want to just be sitting here doing nothing at church all night. Right. I ain't paying attention, so <laughs> let me get active. Yeah, like I'm not paying attention. I'm falling asleep. So, like, all right, cool. I get to do that. Then I'm like, all right, you created this for me. Like, you're really good at your job, and it's like, but he's so like, he's so closed sometimes. And like I said. He's introverted. I'm just like, I get it. I, but just come on the pod so I can brag on you for a little bit. I love it. That's it. We're going to get him up here. Please do. Because I wanted to have both of y'all together. Yikes. And he was like, just give Jasmine. I don't do nothing. I'm like, bro. Oh, you you should have definitely called me on that. Yeah. We're definitely doing part two with both of us. For sure. That's spontaneous combustion, though. Yes. But, um. I ain't gonna hold you too much longer. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up because right now you have the record for the longest podcast. Um, <laughs> and that's a good thing because this has been great. This has been perfect. Amazing. Um, 
So I appreciate you for that. I appreciate you taking your time out your day to come kick it with the homie. Thank you for having me. Of course, and you are more than welcome anytime you you perk and want to come to the crib, drink, smoke, kick it, food, whatever. I don't care. I'm here for it. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and sign off. Um I will holler at y'all later. Go to therapy, drink some water. See ya.